I associate myself with a group of brokers. You know, in your program, I associate myself with a lot of agents and brokers that are just a lot better than I am. So what I do is I actually just feed off them and, and, I, and I learn off them. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Scott Beckford here. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you're interested in finding out how we can help you grow your mortgage business, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com. We're constantly creating new training, masterclasses, and workshops on a variety of topics. For instance, if you want to learn how to create a webinar that's so good that your realtor will send all of their clients to it and give you basically keys to their database, we can help you with that. Check out ilovemortgagebrokering.com to see what we're up to and how we can help you in your mortgage business. This episode, I talked to Cy Lee. Cy started out flipping houses and that led him into a mortgage business. He flipped 27 houses and then realized, hey, wait a second, why don't I get into the mortgage business? So he's got a thriving mortgage practice right now. He's one of their clients in our 10 loans a month program. And the thing I've always admired and respected about Cy is his level of discipline. He's the kind of guy who is incredibly disciplined and you can see that in the results that he's been getting in his mortgage business. Really think you're going to enjoy this interview. This show is sponsored by Finmo. So Finmo is Canada's fastest growing mortgage origination platform. A few quick things about Finmo. First, they designed the app from the ground up with a borrower in mind. This means that the application is super easy to use. The average borrower reduces friction in the mortgage process. Nobody likes friction in mortgages. And second, they make document collection really easy. So they provide the smart document collection based on how the client fills out the app. And then it intelligently knows which documents to ask for. This saves you a lot of time. And finally, they recognize that mortgage brokers run their businesses differently. They built Finmo that has integration with Zapier, which means that you can digitally connect it to almost any app on the planet. To sign up for Finmo, you'll get a 30-day free trial of Finmo Pro and their customer support will help you get running. And check out this episode with Sai. Hey, Sai, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me here. So I always like to start out by just finding a little bit about like, how did you get into the mortgage business? Because I'm sure in kindergarten, you weren't like, I'm going to be a mortgage broker when I grew up. So like, how did you get into this career? In my previous life, I was actually an IT consultant. Did that for a little while. And then I eventually transitioned myself into real estate. Not as a licensed realtor or anything, but just as an investor buyer. So what I was doing was I was going out there, I was buying properties, I was flipping them. And uh, you know, one day I just decided that I should keep some of these houses. So I went to the bank, right? Try to get financing. And they're like, no, Sai, you don't qualify. Right. Then I but go you figured out how to flip them, but you, you couldn't qualify to keep them. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then, uh, you know, I started investigating, working with brokers and, you know, a, a broker got me qualified. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, this makes no sense. Why does somebody tell me no and somebody else tells me yes? So what I did at that point in time in my life was, you know, I made a commitment to just go out get licensed because I just had to know everything there was about financing then. So once I got into the business, you know, I just realized that, wow, this was something I really enjoyed. You know, I really liked the mortgage business. And so I just thought, I mean, man, I wish I would have done this from the beginning. So I stuck with it. And just out of curiosity, like how many of these properties did you, were you involved in? How many like flips or you know, different real estate transactions? Oh, I did uh, 27 of them. We're not talking like, you know, go out and watch Flip This House one weekend and get motivated. <laughs> I did that once and we, it was a catastrophe. So you did 27 different transactions, which is yeah. a lot of real estate knowledge. Yeah, you're right. If you would have done the mortgage thing at the beginning, you probably would have, you may have done some things differently, but that's okay. Before we dive into your rest of your story, I'd love to ask about a quote that's had an impact on you. I love quotes. I got them on my walls and everywhere. So can you share a quote that you've had an impact on you and how you've applied it to your business? The one that always sticks with me is the one by Jim Rohn. And it goes something like this. 
successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. So don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. And the way that I apply that to my everyday life is just, look, everybody knows, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree, the mortgage business is a hard business, right? So anytime I come across something that's hard to do, you know, I just think to myself, you know, how do I get better at this so that this can become easier for me? Right. You're in our training program. And one of the things that I have always admired about you is you take an idea and you just run with it. Like the way you do your calls, the way you do your web, like you're just, you know, and you're disciplined. You're like, literally, you're like a, a, a machine that just like stamps out, like, could you, could you every day size, like, if you know that you've got to do this many calls today or whatever that thing is, you're just doing it every single day, which I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But so, yeah, I love that quote a lot. So what about failure? So we all know that success is not up and to the right. There's always going to be failure, but looking back, you can always find a lesson. It's, can you share something you failed at and then the lesson that you got? My very first couple files, I remember one of them very specifically. And because when you're new to the business, you're trying so hard to push things through. And so, you know, I might've pushed a little bit too hard. You know, I, I might've tried to take a shortcut. That shortcut actually blew up in my face. So what I learned from that was that, wow, this is a business where there are no shortcuts. Right. I mean, you've got to ask for all the documents up front. You so have can you to share a little bit more? Just out of curiosity, just from a lesson of somebody listening sure. to this going, I don't want to make that mistake. What was the thing that now looking back, you go, I wouldn't do that. I would do that differently. Yeah, I would have went through all the paperwork with a fine comb. Right. And just not, uh, you know, depend on somebody else to have a look at it or anything like that. I wouldn't be hesitant to ask for those hard questions. Right. Asking them so up front. Was it something in income or that blew the file up or was it like down payment? It was actually the silliest thing. It was actually on the purchase sale agreement. Yeah, it was something in there that blew up the file. It was in the real estate document. Right. Well, people are going to want to know what it is now. You can't just leave it that side. It's like, <laughs> hey, this is like, it's in the purchase agreement and it can kill your deal, people, but check at 11 o'clock. We'll tell you. I hope the realtor is not asking not, for uh, names. We're not asking for names. So just share like, what was a specific thing that was a deal killer for you in that situation? Yeah, I hope the realtor is not watching this, but <laughs> it was the fact that the property was a uh, student rental. Right. And so it had a uh, clause in there about student rental lease agreement and just completely missed it because I just, yeah. yeah just took your deal outside, you know, two right. in the head and like you're done. So, okay, that, that's fair. Um, yeah. I've had that happen to me. I've had one that was a sale by a bank. It said the seller was the bank. Nowhere on the MLS, no one told me realtor. And so then I'm like, well, this looks, didn't even notice. And then that killed the deal at the like 11th hour. And yeah. You know, so, yes, that can happen. If you're listening, this can happen. To, it happens to everybody. But yeah, so there's, so that was a failure. And then now, so what do you do different? So, what's the process? We're still going to make some mistakes from time to time, but what do you do different to try to eliminate that from happening? Definitely all documents up front. Yep. And don't be hesitant to ask those hard questions. Right. So I'm always refining process over and over. If there's something that I should have asked for the next one, you know, I will put that in my process so I can ask it for the next one and so on. Um, I mean, you're not going to know everything right at the beginning, but over time you should be adding the little bits and pieces so that you don't miss out on these little things because these little things are what can blow up the file. Right. Yeah, no, that's, it's absolutely, it's always the little things that blow up the file, yeah. right? The big ones are like easy to spot, but the little things are the, and that's where the, all the nuance comes in from experience and from you, you know. Okay, so let me ask you this. If you were starting in your mortgage business today, so what would you do in the first 90 days if you were like, okay, I've got to get my mortgage business going, what would you do? I would say, you know, for the first 30 days, 
I would actually pick three people on my team, agents, brokers. I would sit down with all those three people and I would ask them to walk me through, you know, an easy file, a hard file, just to understand that process of what it takes from application intake to file complete. Right. Because I want to know that process before I even get, you know, a couple of deals my way. And then after that first 30 days of just kind of sitting with people and learning how to do that process, I would definitely for the next 60 days, I would go through the Be the Better Broker series by Dustin yep. Woodhouse. I would go through yep. that for sure. That lays down the ground. And then I would take your course. Right. Well, thank you. That's awesome. And Dustin and I do things differently. Like he's got, that's really good. Okay. So what's your biggest change you made your business in the last 12 months? Well, man, I would just say, you know, taking your course because when I took your course, man, I got busy. Right. One of the things we taught was deal creation and this whole, you know, these seminars and now webinars is the big thing. How many leads have you been kind of getting from using that? But keep in mind, I want to put a preface to this is that Sai is incredibly disciplined about doing the action. So this is not going to be everybody's experience because you have to do the freaking work, but you did the work. So what kind of like lead count and stuff did you get from doing this? Yeah. So in the last 12, 15 months, my lead count, last time I checked my CRM was about 200, probably right. 208, 210 leads. Where did they come from? Came from realtors. So 100% realtors. And so what has it done to your pipeline? So like in terms of how does your pipeline, if you don't mind, like you don't have to share specifics, but like how does your this year look compared to last year? Last year, most of my business was done in the end of the quarter. Yeah. But uh, what it did for me was it set up this year to be just an awesome year. I was at a point where I was getting live deals almost <laughs> every other day. It was yeah. crazy. And the weird thing is most of my business is because I don't have like a very mature business. So most of my transactions are actually just purchases. Right. Yeah. So it's a lot of purchase business. Okay. Yeah. So I have a, another question that I didn't send you, but so like what's been the most surprising thing about being in the mortgage business? So like you, you obviously understood real estate, you flipped lots of properties, but what was the most surprising thing about, you know, getting into this industry? I think the most surprising thing for me was that I talked to a lot of seasoned brokers that have been in the business a long, long time. I thought it was just me that is making all these mistakes or don't know the answers to specific things, but it's everybody's in the same boat. I talked to brokers that have been in the business for 20 years and they're like, you know what, Sai, there's still things that come up that I'm not even sure about right. that I need to check. Because I, I always thought brokers were always just telling me that it was just an excuse or something. But the reality is, yeah, I, I'm so surprised how fast things change in the business. Yeah, you can't know it all. No, and it's like the test, but the answers change every week. It's like, yeah. here's your test. Oh, that's, that's now wrong. This is now right. And, and with what's happened in the last you know, year and a bit, we've seen the pace of change has accelerated. So it's definitely like you're right. Like, the key I've always found is you just got to know the right questions to ask. Okay, so you right, ask the right questions and the right people to, that can get you the answers, you're okay. But if you don't know the questions and you don't know where to get the answers, that's when you can be in trouble. So, but obviously you've got that figured out. Okay, so a couple of rapid fire questions. You can answer these short answers if you like. But so what do you think is the number one thing holding back most brokers from being successful? To be honest with you, I'm not really sure. Just because, you know what, I associate myself with a group of brokers you know, in your program, I associate myself with a lot of agents and brokers that are just a lot better than I am. Right. And so what I do is I actually just feed off them and, and, I, and I learn off them. So I, I wish I knew an answer to that, but I, I just right. So I, But I, it sounds like the answer to that is, is who you hang around with matters, whether it's like whatever Absolutely. group it is. Like you're hanging around with a bunch of people that are complaining about 
oh my gosh, the world's going to come to an end. You know, the real estate's going to fall off a cliff. And it's pretty hard to get up and be like, oh, I'm excited about my industry. You're going to be like, I'm going to, maybe I'll go work at Subway, right? Yeah, so that's so right. I, yeah. I don't hang out with those kind of brokers. Yeah. You got to be really careful about who you let input in you. Okay. So, and here's the thing. So you may say you're learning off some of the people, but they're learning off you too, because the way learning works is everybody brings their own perspective and unique sort of experience. And so the coolest part is how that always creates new things that you're like, Oh, I didn't see that. Right. You know, you have this great idea and then somebody takes a tweak and makes it better. And you're like, that's the exciting yeah. part. But what's one thing or habit you think that's made you successful? I would say my, my number one habit is picking up the phone and making the calls. That's a habit that I commit to every single day, you know, five days a week. It's a habit that I don't want to give up. I mean, no matter how busy I am, it's something I block in and I have to do it because that's, that's what drives the business. Okay. So was that always easy for you? Because some people are like, I've heard that before, but like, was it always easy for you to pick up the phone? It was never easy. Come on, my, my background, I'm an IT guy, okay? I used to come from an IT field where everything was done by email. Yeah, right. I, was, I was in a field where, you know, I'm scared of my own shadow. <laughs> so <laughs> picking up the phone is a really, really big change. It's a really big thing. It's never easy. It's yeah. still not easy. Till today, I'm still working on my communications, but I know it has to be done. So if you think back to like started making this a habit to today, like how much stronger do you feel or more confident do you feel about calls now than you were like six months ago, 12 months ago? Way, way more confident now because when you see the results, you almost want to do it even more. Right. So that's what drives me is I know... You're results results driven. So as an IT person, hey, for the result, okay, maybe it's I'd prefer to send an email, but because you're results driven, it's like, no, no, if I pick up the phone, I see the difference. And so basically force yourself. We like to jokingly call it exposure therapy. You know, the thing that you're you expose yourself to it enough times and it starts to get desensitized and it's like, well, it's not that bad anymore, you know? <laughs> so that's cool. Well, so what's one internet resource or software program that you use to make your business more successful? I would say uh, Finmo for sure. Once I got onto Finmo, because I was doing um, all paper application before, but Finmo for sure for application intake and collecting documents, it's just streamlined the process a lot better. It's made it a lot easier to organize and collect documents. So it was just a big time saver for me. Right. Okay. And what about it's a book? What's a book that you've, because there a book you could recommend for our listeners? One of my favorite books is called uh, Relentless by Tim Grover. Big, big Kobe Bryant fan. I picked that up one time. I read it and it's just something that, you know, sticks with me. Relentless. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Okay. Here's the final question. So I got to check here for you, Sai. It's a hundred grand. You have to spend it on your business. What would you do if you had to spend a hundred grand, but you wanted to get a return on it in your business? What I would do is I would take the hundred grand, I would buy like a residential piece of real estate, put my office in there, and then you know rent out some of the office space to like maybe a lawyer, an accountant, financial advisor. Yeah, because you know at heart I still love real estate, love investing, and so you know I would keep it for wealth, keep it for the long run. But at the same time, it's also my business in there. That's actually a really good idea. It's a good answer because this is a new question that we cooked up. And that's the first time somebody's given me that answer. So that's really good. So if people are looking for you online or whatever, how could they find you? They can find me on mortgageguys.com, the website. They can call me on my cell number. You know what's weird, Scott, is I haven't even scratched marketing online or anything yet. So right. if you're well, asking hey man, me for I, a web page, I don't have one. <laughs> you just It's like you're old school, brother. And you're yeah. an IT guy. Like It seems like it's a, a sacrilegious for an IT guy to not 
get into the mortgage business and then just build like, you know, massive amounts of web pages. But yeah, I like the phones, man. I'll call everybody on, the, on my phone list. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking the time today, Sai. This has been awesome. Very inspiring. Sai's got an incredible work ethic. You're on this trajectory. And, you know, even with what's happened with COVID and all this stuff, it kind of everybody got set back a little bit, but quickly shifting and getting back on track has been awesome to see. So thanks, brother, for your time. Okay. Thanks for having me here, Scott. 